Hello, and thank you for joining us. You are listening to The Ways Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to go behind the scenes with Pastor Marco Garcia and his P12 to get some powerful insights on how we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's tune in. We went as, as a staff, a part of our staff, we went to plan for 2022. And one of the things that we were talking about was that we have to introduce the the Holy Spirit and its power earlier in our discipleship process. Um, so starting at the way is a great class, but there's no introduction to the Holy Spirit until freedom. And it's, it's really a late time to introduce them to the Holy Spirit and it's through the Holy Spirit that we communicate with, with, with the Father, you know, in the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus has given us access, but we communicate through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit teach, teaches us. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in action. You know, so, you know, we were, we were discussing that and we were saying that <clears throat> during, um, we're going to reduce starting at the way. And we're going to rename it and just relaunch it totally. And we're going to bring some of the elements of, of, of holy warriors back at that point where it's, it just turns into a radical commitment. Just, we're going to bring a total radical, crazy, outlandish commitment. And we need that nowadays. And we're probably going to call it all in, all in at the way. Ooh, all that. in at the way. So are you all in? And 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 it just backs up what Christ said in, from the beginning. If you want to be my disciples, you have to be willing to leave your mother, father, brother, sister. Um, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, follow me. So it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was never an easy call. It was a, it was not a convenient call. It was um, let the dead bury the dead. It was always leave it all to follow me. And we need to come back to that, especially in these last days. And the reason we're saying in these last days, because in these last days, um, the world is more aggressive than ever. And if we don't watch it, the church is more timid than ever. The world's more aggressive than ever. And they're not ashamed. I, uh, me and my family uh, went, uh, well, not my family. My daughter, we're celebrating her birthday. I was gone last week. Her birthday was last week, November 4th. And we went to... We went, she go, I go, what do you want to do? She goes, well, I'd like to go shopping. I'd like to go to movies. I go, okay, well, let's go. So we went to the, uh, eventually we got to the movies and there's a new movie called um, The Eternals. And it's a Marvel movie made by Disney. And um, in that movie, we ended up walking out and it's a PG-13 movie, but we walked out and we walked out because of the content. They're bold. They're not, they're not, no longer are they, are, are they sending a message out that's, that needs to be deciphered. Mm. It's lewd. It's in the front. You know, when, when, when something becomes lewd, there's no more shame to it. You know, that's the thing about being sin, sin and hiding it. But when you're, when you're now lewd is that now it's out in the open. So now we're dealing with lewdness. It's outright perversion with no apology. Hmm. No reserve. A matter of fact, it's gotten to the point where, where perversion and, and the messages of Satan are actually accepted as, as righteous, where if you stand against righteousness, you're considered unrighteous. 
you know, that's where we're at now. So anyways, they had a scene that a few scenes are really ridiculous. That Superman and some girl, um, you know, um, having sex, you know, they don't show the act. They kind of show it. They're both naked. They show, but they don't show like body parts or anything, but still that's out of control for kids. This is a kid's movie. Yeah. And then, and then one of the super superheroes is a homosexual and, and they had not, a, that's, that's not as bad as, as it gets. They show them one of the scenes, just kissing in slow motion, making out, you know, like in, in a Disney movie. So all I'm saying is that, and I, and I, and I found the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I went to going over to this church just confirmed it, that we need to be more radical than we ever have. Um, we are a full gospel church. And what that means, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're, we don't want to be known as a lively Baptist church. Right. We are a full gospel, charismatic, tongue-talking, devil-casting out, healing, deliverance, dependent on the Holy Spirit church. And, and we got to be a non-apologetic about that. You know, of course, we're going to be in order. Of course, there's structure. Um, and, but, but we got to be careful that we're not putting the Holy Spirit in the back closet and bringing them out when it's, when it's convenient to us. So we, we you know, um, we need to do a lot more teachings on. Uh, so at the beginning of <coughs> more teachings on the Holy Spirit, at the beginning of, 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 <coughs> of um, starting that way, which is going to be called All In, you know, we'll have our God encounter at the end of that first four weeks. We're not going to wait until we get to freedom, which is could be eight months down the road for somebody mm. that takes their time to be introduced to the Holy Spirit. Um, the other thing is that, you know, we we are going to get our shout back. I'm going to do a teaching on get your shout back. You know, um, our church should be aggressive. Our praise should be loud expressive we are a warring church the walls are not going to come down with a whisper we need to learn how to shout we need to learn how to praise god expressively dance um people say that um speak in tongues declare the rebuke with power and authority in our services not just at home but in our services we need to display the power of the holy spirit in that place we we must we refuse to worship in a dead atmosphere. We refuse to preach God's Amen, word in sir. a dead atmosphere. We've been exposed to the full power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in healing. We believe in casting out demons. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe we 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 believe in shouting. We believe we believe in rebuking. We believe in declaring. We believe our faith. We believe so so we're at a level of warfare that we need to be at to reach our inner cities that we need to be at to be effective in these last day generations. Because I'm telling you this, churches that aren't, don't get on fire this, this like, like this is what's going to happen. Depression, suicidal thoughts, and immorality is going to sneak in the leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, it, it, you know, Satan is a fly. He's a lord of flies. And he will, he will, he will plant his seed of maggots, of demons, and people that aren't moving, that are dead. So we just, we are not going to be a dead church. We refuse to be a dead church. We, we're a live church. And we're, all we're doing is, <clears throat> if anything I got here, we're going to reclaim our roots, reclaim our mantles, 
that have been passed on to us. And just think about yes, this. Sir. I mean, would it, <clears throat> how crazy it would be that the next generation doesn't know Pentecost. You are listening to The Ways Leadership Podcast. How crazy it would be that the next generation doesn't know Pentecost. The next generation don't have nothing to go to. They have no reference point. They have no fire. They never introduced speaking in tongues. They weren't introduced to warfare. They were, they were sitting there like, oh my gosh. You know, um, I wish I wish I could. I don't even know if I could. I don't even know how to show, but I wish I could show you guys this. The, there's, uh, I was showing the staff, but I was showing that how they're training the little children's ministry. And we do, our, we do the same thing. Um, but they're actually going to another level of intercession before service, which I thought was awesome. You know, we're doing it, and but we've got to go to another level. That's all. God's calling us. I mean, it's not like we're a dead church. It has nothing to do with that. It's just we're not as 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 powerful as we can be. We we can't be apologetic. So what if someone comes into church and we're speaking in tongues? You know, I'm th- right now you're worrying about that. They got they're teaching your kids how to be a transvestite in kindergarten. They're right now doing surveys in the elementary schools on what gender they are. Right now, you got parents that are doing are working on sex changes on their kids already. And, and right now, you want to be a girl dressing their kids like girls. You know, we're, we're living in a world that's totally 100% immoral. In their music, there's more cussing and more violence and, and more suicidal spirits and lewdness oh, more than ever. That, that guy at that guy's concert, eight people die at this guy's concert, Travis Scott. Exactly. Eight people die. And they say it's demonic. It's totally a demonic experience. One, exactly. of them, one of them was a child. Yeah, 10-year-old. Yep. Yeah, so you're talking about they're going to concerts. Eight people died. They didn't stop the concert. Like, you're not going to stop our praise. And, and they did not stop their praise to Satan. They kept oh going. God. Eight people were brutally killed there, stomped out, basically. And, and, and 14-year-olds, 10-year-olds getting and 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 there's you know i'm talking about over here in san bernardino we have we have rave concerts they have eighty thousand people showing up you know so we're we're oh look at that um andrew alcana said there was six 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 over every porta potty yeah one of the um one of the one of the kids in our outreach zone he had told me he was going to that concert like weeks ago and um I thought about him and I checked up on him and just to see how he was doing. And he, he, he's not, he's not mature in the faith, but he, he said it was so demonic. He saw the bodies being stretched out on the stretchers. Six, six, six was all over the porta potties. Um, it was crazy. Yeah. And, and understand the only, the only, and I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking to you guys, you guys are leaders. The only resistance challenge to satan's agenda is a church that's on fire not a church a church on fire yes sir that when we start praising there's a roar in the house a war cry in the house of god a war cry that demons start trembling because god's army is awake 
And we've been seeing it. The, um, we went, the other Wednesday night, we began to worship. Someone manifested. In Spanish service, the worship team went into worship and declaring and prophesying. And another person started getting delivered from the audience. We cannot have an atmosphere that's so comfortable that demons aren't comfortable. Mm -hmm. right. And I don't even care if people are comfortable. I, that's not the goal. Their goal is that they feel loved, they feel the presence of God, and they're introduced to a God encounter. How crazy it might seem. I guarantee you this. If we're praising and we're worshiping and we're excited and we're dancing and, <laughs> and we're shouting and we're speaking in tongues and having interpretation and people are getting healed and delivered, it might look totally chaotic. But I guarantee you this. Mm. If someone came, they're not going to be bored. <laughs> they might say you're crazy. But I guarantee you this, when they need a breakthrough and they need a deliverance and they, they're, they're doing dealing with suicide, on, they'll know where to come. They're not going to go to a dead church. Come on. They're going to say, I got to go to the Way World Outreach because they're, they're people for are serious. And we're not going to be crazy and weird in the sense of doing stuff that's out of order, you know, barking, do crazy stuff. And, you know, but what we're going right. to do is walk in the spirit. And we're not going to apologize for the Holy Ghost. The pastor in business, we always say that when we put on our events, I don't want to hear it. That was interesting. That That is, I, I want you turned on or turned off. You're in, you're right. out, you're hot, you're cold. You're not lukewarm. You can't turn somebody on without turning a few people off. And if everybody walks in and goes, oh, that was interesting. We, we missed the mark. We missed the Vanilla. mark. Yeah. Beige. Yeah. Vanilla, be beige. That was interesting. Mm. It was good. You know, I, I, no, that's not, and I'm not saying that, I am not saying that, I, I, this is what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit is going to be on the front row, not in the back row. That's all I'm saying. And, 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 and we are not going to be sitting there not participating in worship, not glorifying yeah. God, because I'll tell you this, on, they're sir. learning from us. We don't have no green room in the back where pastors sit there when it's worship time. When it's time to worship, we're there, we're raising our hands, we're involved, we're not counseling that time, we're not, we're not, we're in the service worshiping, glorifying God. They need to see, the fire starts with us as leaders. Come on. They need to see us. And, and so now, all, all I'm saying is, where does the fire begin? This is where the rubber meets the road. The fire begins in your homes. We, you, you need, we need now to literally have a prayer closet where you shout. You and your wife shout. You don't do no little whisper, sleepy prayer that you're half falling asleep by the time you're done. The, 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 the prayer is not to make you sleepy. It's to wake you up. Come on. Okay. If you're if you're praying and you're falling asleep, you're in the flesh. You're not loud enough. You're not bold enough. You're not using enough authority. You need to go in there speaking tongues of the, at the top of your lungs. Shout for shout for victory. 
Lord, I just praise your name right now. I glorify your name. And I, Father, we ask for your glory to fill this house. We thank you, Lord, Father, for your power. And Father, this house shall be called a house of prayer. My home, the, no demon in hell will be able to rest in this home. I rebuke every spirit of the enemy. And I'm asking you, Lord, fill every single person in this house with your power, with your authority. That's how you got to be praying. Amen. Amen. With authority with your wife. And if your wife's timid, come on, up, up, up. Louder, louder, louder. Let's break out of this. Louder. Yell. Ah! <laughs> Amen. Glory to your name. Say it like this, mama. Glory to your name. Louder than like me. Glory to your name. <laughs> But I don't feel comfortable. Don't worry about it. We're not trying to make you comfortable. We're trying to increase your capacity. We're trying to get your voice back. We're trying to get your shout back. We're trying to get your victory back. And you're not going to do it at the level you're at. The level we're at, there's no victory. Hmm. It's time to start praising God. See, what, what happens, if we don't do this, there's no holiness in your house. Hmm. And there's no awareness. Because this is what happens. Unless we develop an authoritative prayer life with power and authority, there's other things that settle in. And then a spirit of intimidation gets in your home. Well, they're going to hear me pray. Who cares to hear you pray? They need to hear you pray. Yeah, let your neighbors hear you pray. I guess I guess right. Daniel used to pray like that because they, they always knew when he was praying. All right. Because if he was whispering, they wouldn't know he was praying. <laughs> True. They must have known he was praying and loud enough for them to hear. He opened up the windows. I'm praying. That's true. It overflowed <laughs> into the streets. Right. So, um, so anyways, they, you know, one of the things that um we need we need to get power power back, authority back in our home. The the over the stage should just be an overflow. <laughs> The, the the church just right. be an overflow of your private time with God. Yeah, let's not, let's just not co go in there all cold and and drowsy spiritually. I'm drowsy. <laughs> you're drowsy because you're falling asleep. You're offended because wow. you're falling asleep. You're confused because you're falling asleep. You're 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 on the verge of falling into temptation every day because you're falling asleep. Come on. Uh, I just so tempted by pornography. Yeah, because you don't pray. That's why you don't pray with authority. All that stuff will start leaving you and, and holifying your house. God will start dreams and visions. All that stuff is going to start coming to your house and there's going to be a Holy Ghost conviction. You won't be able to sit through a movie and agree with them. You just say, nah, this is not from God. Walk out. Listen, we just walked up. And I knew this. If I stayed there, I was confirming a, developing a soul tie with my daughter and my wife that this is okay. Yeah, well, of course. And all of a sudden, you deal with the spirit of homosexuality in your home. You, you sat there, mm -hmm. came into that movie when you sat down with your daughter, you agreed with it, and now here's your spirit. You agreed. Do you think, do you wow. think those movies are saying these things and doing these things Without a harvest, oh, no. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're not doing that to be politically correct. Satan is doing it 
to for mm-hmm. a harvest. It's a seed. Right. Right. And whether oh, I didn't I didn't recognize that I, I didn't re- yeah, of course you didn't recognize. The Bible says, watch and pray lest you enter temptation. You Come you on. didn't recognize, but it doesn't mean a seed didn't fall in your heart or in your home or in your marriage. It doesn't mean just because you didn't recognize it, you, there's weeds growing in my yard every single day. I didn't recognize when those weeds came in. It doesn't mean that you don't got it. We just gotta wake up. We gotta get rid of all worldliness. Come on. We got to get all worldliness. We got to go back to old school. We got, I mean, right now you got to be thinking, maybe I can't even go to movies. I mean, we got to start thinking that again. Right. Like never because before, be sir. Clear about the content. Yeah. As soon as there's something yeah. compromised, like never there, before. How could we just, we got to go a little radical. While you're being radical, mm-hmm. you're being legalistic. I'm not being realistic, being legalistic. I'm being holy and I'm protecting my soul. I'm Come protecting on. my family. I need to be on guard nowadays. Because right now we got spirits that are coming into our homes and we're seeing it every single day as leaders. Mm. We've never seen more demonic activity than right now. In the last three or four weeks, we got girls that are virgins that are being turned out to be lesbians. 14-year-olds, 15-year-old girls brought up in the church. So we're, they're serious recruited. Yeah. And it's not a joke. So I'm not saying it. The only, the only combat to that is go up to the upper room first before we go out there, right? Go to Jerusalem, Samaria, other words, part. Go in the upper room. You need the Holy Spirit because you don't have the Holy Spirit. When the pressure hits you, you're going to fold. You're going to deny me. You're going to cuss at me. You're going to, you're not going to make it. Go. You can't challenge that spirit without my spirit. Right. And that's where we're at. You are listening to The Ways Leadership Podcast. Hebrews 4.16 in the Amplified. Someone read that. Just one scripture. And we have to understand that the whole purpose of Jesus coming was was for what? What was the purpose of Jesus coming? To restore our our uh, relationship back with the Father. There you go. Restore back our authority. There you go. Restore back our position. Right. That's it. Everything that was lost in the garden. Into the presence of God. Yep. Hmm. That's it. 100% right. He got, he, 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 he came we were separated from the throne room. We were separated from the power. We were separated from the love. We were separated yeah. from our creator. So Jesus came to reconcile us back with the father, to give us access back to the, his presence, to get us back yeah. into his presence without Amen. dying <laughs> and being judged and condemned and, and fire judgment being upon us. But let's look at this. So that, since that's the case, and, uh, the biggest deception nowadays is that Jesus came to do that and we're not taking advantage of what he came to do. <laughs> Get into his presence. The least practiced discipline in Christianity is not Bible reading. The least practiced um, discipline as a Christian is time with God, prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a discipline, but, but let's look at Hebrews 4.16. Let some read that for me, please. Therefore, Therefore, let us with 
Okay, um, great blood will read. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace. Okay. With what? Privilege. Privilege. What does that mean? What does that mean, guys? With the right given to us. It's a privilege for granted. Mm -hmm. Right. It's an honor. Mm -hmm. It's a privilege to be in the presence of God. (laughs) It's an honor to be in the presence. And how crazy that we could be at a time that we honor people's being in their presence more than we honor God's presence. Mm. We on we rather be in a famous Christian's presence mm-hmm. than being in God's presence. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. If they, if they allowed wow. you to be in their presence, you'd be like, oh my gosh, thank you for allowing me to be in this room with you. I appreciate it so much. And God is saying, when was the last time you told me that? <laughs> mm. Right. He's a great man, and, and you know he's a teacher. He's awesome. He allowed you to come into his room, and you're like, "Thank you so much. I'm just so honored. I, I feel giddy inside. I don't even know. Can I get your? Can I get a picture with you, please? I need to after this moment to let everybody know I was in mm-hmm. your presence because I'm so honored. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't honor people. All I'm saying could it be that we have lost honor for God, and we we're no longer taking pictures in that moment. And sharing that encounter and and enjoying that moment every day. All right, keep going. Grace. Go that is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in time of need, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. Wow. So what does it say when we come in this presence? First of all, it's a throne of gracious favor. Mm-hmm. So this if you don't go into his presence, there's favor that you won't receive in your life. And you know what that means? You have to work 10 times as hard as what you do. Mm-hmm. Now, forget it. A million times as hard. And you won't ever get gracious favor. How much work you put in when you have favor. This is what happens. Um, people end up releasing what they're supposed to release in your life without your, without all your going through the hoops, things are falling into place. The other thing is we receive was mercy for our failures. Mm -hmm. So instead of being on condemnation and guilt and having this big guilt consciousness, you come out with grace and right standing and purity of heart. I know I'm, I'm, I've been forgiven. I received mercy. I'm good. Mm -hmm. My failures aren't who I am. Now, this is what happens when you don't pray. Your failures become your identity and you just can't get over it. Your weaknesses become so prevalent that they define who, how you think, how you are, how you pray, how you do ministry. How are you going to go in there and cast a demon out with a sin consciousness <laughs> instead of a grace consciousness? Like, praise God, I've been, I received the mercy of God. It's good. It's it gives good. you confidence, and I, and when you have confidence, and it, it, you know what, it gives you a, a a sense. Everything's good, right? Um, then you receive grace to help you in time of need. So he's going to help you. So without prayer, you don't get help when you need it. When you start praying, you get help when you need it. And there's times you need help, you don't even know you need it, but God will send you the appropriate blessing, appropriate help, the appropriate. He'll just start fixing stuff before you even get there. Life will become easier 
We can just say that. I, I know you're going to suffer for Christ, and I know we're in warfare, but life will become easier when you have a prayer life <laughs> because what we're trying to do is spiritual. And the worst thing you could ever try to do is do spiritual stuff without the spirit. Um, because you're going to try to use knowledge instead of power. You're going to try to use right. psychology instead of power. You're going to try to use force instead of power. Or strategy. Strategy instead of power. Amen. There's nothing wrong with strategy, but be careful that you have more faith in your strategy and your God. Because right. Some of the strategy God gives you don't make sense. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes the biggest strategy ever, the greatest strategy ever is just obey him. Right. <laughs> What's your strategy? I just obey God. Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> That's my strategy. Right. Okay. Uh, so anybody else got anything out of this, this scripture? If the, his grace is not only amazing, but it, the blessing comes at just the right moment and waiting, wow. waiting for just the right moment, not trying to make it happen. And it right. me right now with where God is. And right. he said, wait on me, quit trying to make things happen. Right. And there's a peace in that. Wow. Right. Yes. I love that because you get all stressed out. And, and if you're not praying, I know this, you're stressed out and you're worried and full of anxiety and stress. So true. And then the worst thing about it, when you're not praying, you start looking for an escape. And that's why you start opening the door to temptation. Hmm. Because you want to escape the pressure. I'm going to say, you cannot be under pressure without trying to escape it. Hmm. And all God's saying, your escape has to be prayer. And I'll guard your heart with peace and, and, uh, and your mind with peace. He goes, your escape has to be my presence. Prayer. Amen. Right? The, the faith has to be the presence of prayer. If it's not that, then it's going to be sin. And it's going to be anger. And it's going to be frustration. And it's going to be worry. And all that, it's just going to grow, 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 grow. So prayer is, so this is the goal. What, what, what is the goal of, of revival? The goal of revival is his presence. Mm. That's all. The goal of revival is his presence. That's it. That's the goal. And you know what's so crazy how God's been setting everything up? Wednesday nights we call Revival Wednesday nights. But we have not been living up to the, what it's supposed to be. But God says, don't, don't worry about it. I already named it. Whoa. Just like Abra, Abram was named Abraham, and he wasn't living up to his name quite yet. But he would be Abraham, father of many nations. God already defined what Wednesday nights is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a revival. Revival training, revival service, shouting, praising. It should be the light. People should be hearing about what's happening at the way on Wednesday right. nights and Amen. traveling. Amen. Traveling yes, sir. to come into our church services. They don't need, see, another whole home service, they could get in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. True. And they could get in some of the dead churches they're at. True. Right? Right. But, to, but, but revival in the presence of God, that's it. The goal of revival is his presence. That's all it is. It's not craziness. It's his presence. That's all. And that needs to be our goal. And then next year, um, you guys get a preview, but next year, the word for 2021, th this year is um, everyone reach one. Next year is going to be his presence everywhere. His presence everywhere. And and God gave us that, you know, he gave us that probably a month ago, you know, um, but the idea is his presence in us everywhere. 
this next year, we want to be so prevalent, so powerful that everywhere people turn, they hear about the way they hear about the presence of God. They're running into us. There's everywhere I go. It's just his presence is everywhere. The way is everywhere. The people for the way are everywhere. His manifest power is everywhere. People are getting healed and prayed for everywhere. People are being witnessed to everywhere. It's like they're everywhere. They're turning the city upside down. What they're doing everywhere. His presence everywhere. Everyone everywhere. I love that. Okay. That's it. That's what it's going to be next year. That's going to be powerful. And we're going to go into 2022 with momentum. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's um, continue making disciples. I, I tell you, me and um, Lisa, this is what happened the other day. Me and Lisa went into our prayer closet and we prayed. And, you know, we were, I go, honey, let's just, um, we're getting ready to start a day. At least just, at least 10 minutes. Let's go in there and, you know, just spend some time together praying. It's just 10 minutes. At least we, you know, we agreed and we give an opportunity for God to move. But we ended up staying there an hour. It felt like 15. It literally did feel like 15 minutes. But um, it ended up being an hour. And um, like, wow. Wow. So just that in that 24 hour in that 24 hours, I mean, within that 24 hours, um, my daughter, um, Annalisa, she wakes up in the morning and she goes, Dad, I had a dream. And um, she goes, I was in this, uh, I was in this jail laying down and, and all of a sudden I could feel someone's being really disturbed by me. And there's someone laying down on a jail cot and we're in a big jail, like a room with a whole bunch of cots in there. And she said, one of, uh, one of the girls finally got up and she got in my face and she goes, you better stop it. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. And she goes, I got, I grabbed her by the, you know, by the hand, by the head, my hands on her head. And I said, I re I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I command you to go. And she says, and she said, I go, she goes, dad, what was that? Wow. I go, that showed you the condition you were in. You're woken up. And now whatever has been holding you back is now speaking to you. Stop it because you're alive and you're resisting it and it can't stand the place you're in. Hmm. My other daughter wakes up the same morning. She goes, dad, I, I had, a, I had a, I, I was praying and then I start speaking in tongues and God gave me the gift of interpretation. And mm -hmm. I, I was speaking in tongues. This is within 24 hours. Wow. You know, all I'm saying is God's been waiting to move in our homes, but we can't, he's not going to do with this whole hum, whole hum Christian going through the motions right. thing anymore. We got to go to war and we got to praise mm -hmm. God with power and authority. And the walls are coming down without no shout. Come on. Right. They're not Come coming on. down. Stop trying to be a professional Christian. Come on. Th those guys that were, those lepers were shouting, have mercy on us. Son of David. Hmm. Shut up. You're bothering our master. Right. Have mercy on us. Son of David. Right. I think it was a blind man, lepers. Out with blind them, man. They were, yeah. You know, but they weren't playing. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm just saying, we got to go to that next level. I don't yeah. care. We're, I don't care. We're not professional. All that stuff. I ain't care about that. We're a whole bunch of professional churches, a whole bunch of non-Christians in the church that don't even know the gospel. 
95% of Christians don't even reach one person to the Lord their whole life. That's the condition how dead our churches are. Sad. Sad. Like, you're right. 100% sad. It's crazy, uh, Pastor Marco. Yesterday, after you um, um, talked to us in the morning, that night I gathered my guys, my patrol guys, and we had the, like, the exact same meeting. Like, that whole, uh, whole hour just everyone just speaking in tongues and praying and dude i mean there's only probably one person standing after it was just like just everyone just crying getting and god gave me like um just a revelation of what spirits to come against that they're dealing with in the room i mean and it was like just all kinds of different things and just man just power and power and power and power and i just told every single one of them no matter what your hindrances were, the Holy Spirit just sets you free. And this is your, a clean slate right now to, um, to go all in. And man, it was just, it was just powerful. Mm. That is powerful, right? You know, and I'm telling you, you can get more done in that time than you'll ever get done without the grace, favor, and blessings, appropriate blessings at the right time. True. Uh, and prayer puts everything in order. Mm-hmm. Right? So you'll get more done in that time than you would in, in a thousand teachings that you came up with that were so well, so eloquent that people were astonished by your eloquence. <laughs> wow, that was just so eloquent. Yeah, but it had no power. We're still the same. We just feel better about ourselves for a moment. This is not a massage therapy. We're casting Uh-oh. demons out and setting people free. Massage. Right? <laughs> Do <laughs> better. That massage just really worked on my back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for massaging my ego, making true. me feel so good about my sinful lifestyle. Wow, true. I just so the way I, I love the way you teach because I, you know, I just so it just I feel I feel like God accepts me the, the way I am. I just love it. He does. He loves you the way you are. <laughs> That's not the message. Repent <laughs> for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? Amen. All right. Um, for the next few moments, I guess we'll go over the numbers real quick. And also, I'll tell you this. When we spend our time in prayer, which you just had that pattern, prayer, ministry, prayer, ministry, prayer, ministry, um, you'll, you'll, you, won't, you won't suffer for getting disciples. God will start convicting your disciples. So one of the things that you have to learn about discipleship, a lot of it's referral. What anybody that and I said referral referral on people, but uh, but the number one one that refers is God. God right. refers His people to people that can help them. So you want to be on God's referral list, right? Our right. church wants to be on God's referral list. Now, when God is looking to save people, set them free, disciple them, He goes, "Oh, gotta send them to the way." So all the angels, angels. Send them to the way. Send them to Kurt. Send them to Pastor Todd. Send them to Chris. Send them to Robert. Send them to Gabriel. Send them to Christine. Send them to Michael. Send them to Janet. Send them to Susie. Send them there to Dave. Send them. Pastor Dave, send send them over there. (laughs) Right? Imagine being on Jesus, on on heaven's Hmm. referral list. list. Wow. You'll never suffer for disciples because once we're on the referral list, sure. it's over. They're not going to hurt them. They're going to help them. They're going to love them. They're going to introduce them to the Holy Spirit. They're going to teach them to depend on me. We're good. Send them there. 
It's God entrusting us. Yeah. Right. Right. But but I tell you this, my one of my daughters, she was um yesterday we're talking about it, and um she was saying that there's a girl that same exact situation. She doesn't show up. She doesn't. She doesn't. And I go, well, just keep praying. Just pray for her. Don't give up on her that quick. But right. I mean, there has to be time you're willing to do what you said. Yeah. Um. But but if she doesn't want to be a disciple, there's nothing you can do because Jesus said, follow me, and yeah. disciples are willing to follow. You know. But you let her know. Yeah. And so we were just talking about it, and it was funny. It was probably an hour later. The girl calls uh, Lisa and starts apologizing. Mm-hmm. You're a great leader. You're following up on me. I'm a bad disciple. <laughs> and she actually was in. Um, she was in starting at the way, and they just went through discipleship class. And she realized, oh my gosh, I've been the worst disciple. I want to be on your P12. I will do everything I can to follow. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it showed the discipleship was working too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We did have a powerful class last night, um, Pastor Mark. Yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah, on discipleship. On, on, yeah, on I'm a disciple. And I was. That's what happened to her. I was fired up from our um, executive meeting that we had. I was like, no, we're going to worship. I'm like, and I, we spent like 10 minutes just ushering in the presence of God. I made everyone get up and shout. I made everyone open up their mouths. I was like, Holy Spirit, we need you right now. We're not here to go through the motions. Um, we're not here just to get information. We're here to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Lord, teach us, show us what the like it was so powerful and even after like you said god will 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 bring people he'll refer people to you it's happening every service at the altar divine connections on people that are like i need discipleship and i'm connecting them to girls in my power 12 there's even after class i need prayer i need what you what you're talking about how do i get that and it's just, it's just amazing. Wow. Our God is just moving. And I love well, it. Look at that. The, the fruit of that prayer was this girl that Le- Annalisa's been trying to get for a month. She won't answer her text. She won't answer one day in the presence of God because you opened up and pray. And we got to open up these meetings with mm-hmm. power prayer. Yeah. Don't open up. Okay. We're just going to now op- open the pre- Psalms 101. No. You start right now. We're going to welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place right now. And we are going into warfare right now. We're going to put on the whole armor of God and we're going to get ready right now. And we're going to get in the spirit. You cannot get in the spirit when you're in the, you can't receive spiritual things with a carnal mindset. We got to get our spirit. We got to get in the spirit right now and to, to conquer the, to get in the spirit. You got to get through laziness. You got to get through doubt you got to get through unbelief you got to get through distraction so right now the only way to do that is through prayer right now so let's everybody get up and let's start praying and let's start glorifying god right now this is a spiritual class we're in the presence of god this is not your high school we are in the presence of god and the holy spirit's our teacher so let's get in the that's how it has to begin yes hallelujah and, and you begin it that way all of us but the great thing about it you're teaching them how to get in the presence through warfare yeah and if you open your classes like that every service, then uh, it's, you're developing the revival culture. We will from now on. I yeah. started it last night. <laughs> Beautiful. But the di- you see the fire difference, right? It's I, just- I want to I attest to that because I had two guys that were in starting that asked me to come say hi to them. And so I walked in the back of your room when the class had started. I was just going to go in and say goodbye because they were or saying hi and they were sitting in the back. The second I walked in the door, 
I was like, the power of the Holy Spirit is so moving in this room. Oh, wow. Don't you dare go say hi to these people. I even <laughs> walked over to Espy and I said, Espy, I was going to say hi to those two guys right there, but God's doing something in here. I see Christine up there. Holy Spirit's moving. Just tell them I said hi. And I walked back out because it was like, wow. It was, it was like you could feel it. And I would have been in total disobedience to go say hi to those guys, interrupting that atmosphere. You know what God is saying? No more business as usual. So yeah. You've been listening to The Ways Leadership Podcast. For more information on our growth track and how you can become the leader God has created you to be, go to thewayworldoutreach.org or download the Wayworld Outreach app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. God bless and thank you again for joining us.